0: Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that anyway enjoy the following episode so there's a couple of um hands up already um let me go straight to you andrea and ask me your question
1: so um we've spoken a few times i have received a um a summons to court for a c79 yeah. supposed breaches yeah my first question very quick is previously when we've been seeing this is the third time we've gone to court um it's it's always been at the family court this time it's at the magistrates court right. and i just wondered why that might be
0: i don't think there's yeah, any right no, no it will just be um it's where it's been listed andrea to be fair okay. um if magistrates can help out in the first instance it might be that the magistrates will then join this application um to the family courts so that they're all heard at the same time but i think it's probably just a listings issue more than anything else um okay, it'll so simply nothing, nothing to worry about at all no no not Fabulous. at all All right. Excellent. And then
1: the second question, very quickly, is we've sort of briefly spoken about this before, um, but all of the breaches relate to the fact that from November until um, January, my son refused to go to his dad's. Yeah. Um, His dad would arrive to collect him um, and my little boy would just get very upset, run upstairs, hide, refuse point blank to go, say he was poorly, many reasons. Yeah. That is basically what all of the alleged breaches are. I know i'm sure previously you've said to me that that it's not it's not a breach but can i just ask that question again just for my own reassurance
0: i think so long as you can let the court know because what an order will say is that you are to make the child available for contact okay it doesn't say that you've got to force the child to attend for contact and i think so long as you are saying to the court i'm making the child available for contact however Um, It's not, um, we can't ignore the fact that there are issues here and at times the child doesn't want to go for contact and we need to address these issues, I have tried, unfortunately I'm not able to engage with the applicant and therefore he's felt the need to make the application. Something along those yes. lines, um, but well, we yeah. have
1: now sorted the issues, and my son is now attending contact again because he finally arranged to have a meeting, sit yeah. down, and discuss the issues and yeah. move forward. Right. So since he's made the application, that's happened, and my son is now having regular contact with his dad again. That's good. That's good. So, so, so that's good. And there were issues, and those issues have been resolved up until this point, which that's is fabulous. positive.
0: That is good. Yeah. So it might be that um, at the next hearing, he's invited to withdraw. Um, his application, Um, if if he feels that there's no longer any need for it, then he could withdraw the application.
1: So the the first hearing that we've got on the 20th, they said they've listed listed it for one hour. Will it be a case of go in, CAFCAS have done their letter and their report, there's no safeguarding issues, right, let's book this in, or will it be potentially a bit more than that?
0: Um, It's difficult to say, Andrea, because I don't know what he's going to... This is his application. So right. if he's going to stand there and say, this is my application, she's breaching the court order and I need consequences, then your response is going to be, well, I'm not breaching it anymore because contact's taking place. So it, okay. that's how it will just roll on. Brilliant. OK,
1: fantastic. All right. Thank you very Lovely. much for your help. I Thank really you. appreciate
0: it. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye for now. So G Mara, whenever you're ready, ask me a question.
2: Hi there, thank you. Just a quick question. Um, With regards to a C100 application I made, um, um, this was to request about my son going abroad on holiday. We already had the first hearing. Yeah. We got a final hearing booked for the 3rd of April. However, I think we're going to, I made a proposal to the other side, and I think we might be able to reach an agreement before that hearing. But my question is, I'm just a bit worried um, if, we, if we manage to get an agreement and then I cancel that hearing at the court and then he decided to change his mind. Is there a way that I can something that we can put in place to make sure nobody changed their mind after the agreement is arranged?
0: well you can't stop people changing their mind lots of times court orders are made and then people change their mind or they don't stick to them i think right. that it's not a case of just sort of not going to court or asking the court to vacate now that you're in the system the court's going to make a court order whether it's by agreement mm-hmm. or not so i think my, my oh, advice to you would be if you can agree uh, prior to the next hearing then have the yeah. order drafted send it into court and ask the court to make the order and then vacate the hearing. So you've got your final uh-huh. order. Okay,
2: so basically we, we, we agree on the draft of the order, me and the other part, and we send to the court to seal that order. Is that, is that how it works? Sorry. Correct,
0: correct. And then you would ask, as part of sealing the order, if they could vacate the next hearing as well, because you don't need it now. You've, you've both For arrived minutes. at um, an agreement.
2: Brilliant.
0: Thanks ever so much for your help. Thank You're you. welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Captain, there you go. How are you? I'm, <clears throat> I'm not bad, thanks, Tracy. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I'm a little bit stressed this evening. I've rushed in the door from work. <laughs> I've just jumped yes, on know, the Discord. I,
3: I've got a lot going off IRL at the minute, so... Yeah, oh, I, really? Uh, yeah. I understand
4: stressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of questions this evening. Yeah. Um One, uh, this is just a general one as well, but my partner has been separated for 17 years. They originally started the divorce proceedings 17 years ago, but never completed this. Would they have to start again or would it just continue from the stage they were at regardless of the time it's been
0: left? yeah it should just continue because the court won't sort of withdraw anything i mean it can if it wants to but generally it will stay in the system until one of them either asks for it to be withdrawn um, and it's not in there long enough to have been archived or anything so i would suggest that they try to just by writing in and saying right we just want to keep this going i'm sure the court will will say yeah that that's fine. Yes. hello. What's your question
5: Claudia? Um, so I don't have um, any sort of formal child maintenance um, agreement in place at the moment because yeah. we went through the um, financial order process as part of our divorce which is now finalized.
0: Yeah
5: It's not sticking to any part of that financial order okay and because I also undertook an undertaking not to go to CMS until I think it's November this year um, for the time elapsed period. I now, I don't know what I can do further. Obviously it's not um, like a C100 form or anything like that. So I wasn't sure for financial matters that were settled within a divorce, how I can enforce it in the court. So
0: sorry, Claudia, what is it that you're trying to enforce? Did you say child maintenance so at the beginning?
5: Well, he's supposed to pay me a fixed amount for child maintenance, but he's also supposed to pay um, a contribution towards either school holidays, either physically have them for 50% of the time or pay for nursery, um, as well as um, helping towards like extracurricular activities and things, um, which was and agreed within our financial order. And in um, the order? And he, just, he just keeps saying, it, yeah, he just keeps saying it's not um, enforceable and
0: so there's nothing I can do. In the order, is it worded child periodical payments or child maintenance? Yes.
5: No, child periodical payments. Okay. And then I took an undertaking not to go to cms until september uh, between september and november this year i think it is
0: well clearly it is um enforceable because it's a court order um so you you could take it back to court and enforce and as part of that enforcement application you'd also be asking for your costs because you shouldn't have to take that back really you know he's promised the court that he'll make those payments and he isn't making those payments um, so okay. it is enforceable. So
5: what for financial matters, like what for, what do I need to do in order to take it back to court? D- D11. I spent any £10,000 on legal fees and I've, I'm broke now.
0: So it's the D11. D11. Yeah, D11 is the form that you need. Fill that out. Tell exactly. the court that you wish to have a hearing date so that you can address the fact that one of the orders made by the court is now being breached. And, and they, will, they will restart that process again.
5: Perfect. Thank you so much for your help. You're
0: welcome. Thanks, Claudia. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's such an important question, by the way, that Chris has just asked. um, And I'm so glad. I like to get questions about financial orders because so many of you think that the divorce is all that's needed and actually isn't. You really do need the financial order. Um, Good evening, Mart. How are you?
6: Evening, Trace. How's things?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I was assigned to Captain. I'm a little bit flustered because I came rushing through the door straight onto Discord. But there we go. <laughs> I've had a cup I, of tea. I'm still so in set... work. I'm oh, are you in the office? <laughs> oh, at least um, I right, made it so I home. Got couple,
6: I got a couple for you tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first one is: Can you please ask Tracy a question on how much it costs if I need to apply for an emergency spousal maintenance in court? My, my ex, I'm saying my ex that might be listening,
0: so... Okay, yeah. um, so it's a financial application um, or part of one and all financial applications are £275. There is no VAT that applies to a court fee and you'll only ever pay one. So once they've paid the 275, um, regardless of how many court hearings it takes, you'll never be asked to pay another court fee.
6: Right. Okay. Right. That
0: covers that one. Okay. Okay. Um,
6: the next one is, um, together fifteen years, not married, with one child, and both names on the mortgage. Now we have split. Can I force to sell? I am still paying my half of the mortgage. The child's still only twelve. And the other party, they think that they don't have to sell, or can I charge occupational charge rent to the other party as they have full run of the house? Thanks.
0: So, did they say they weren't married, Mart? Yeah, they're not married. Okay. So, let's go through the the elements of that question. Can I charge occupational rent? Yes, you can. Um, Doesn't mean that you're going to get it, but when you're not married, yes, you can charge the other person occupational rent. Um, Do I have to go to court to get an order for sale? I think was another part of the question. If the other side isn't in agreement to buying you out and you want your equity, then yes, the only way that you're going to get that is by asking the court to give you an order for sale. Um, The other question then I think that flowed from that was, will my order for sale be successful? If there is a minor still living in the property, it may not be. Um, strictly speaking, where you're not married, we don't take into account length of relationship or if there's any children, but the other side could be advised to make a Schedule 1 application. And of course, that could then allow the family court to say the house will be sold when the child reaches 18. So I would be suggesting that that person takes some legal advice before making any sort of application to the court, because there are risks with that application.
4: Okay,
6: brilliant.
0: Fabulous. I, I
6: think you answered everything in that one. Great. Uh, and i got one more for you. Okay. Um, so I said, uh, seven, year, seven years ago, I had a mental breakdown. Four of my boys went to live with two separate grandparents. Two have returned home, have been for the last four years. Two are an um, SGO with my mum. My mum keeps stopping contact and uses the order as a weapon What would be the chances of getting it revoked? No drugs or drink or DV involved was done purely as an arrangement between me and my mum.
0: Okay, but clearly there was a formal um, order put in place, hence we have the SGO. So a finding was obviously made by the court that that would be in the child's best interests. Um, The only way to override that really is to go back to court if if the uh, grandmother isn't in agreement um, to just allowing the children to return. And what are the chances? It's difficult. Court always want the siblings to stay together. However, I think you mentioned there, Mark, that it's been four years. So that's a long time. And it would. Yeah. I, I would need, I think, a lot more context to be able to give um, some reassurance on this one, because I don't know how old the children are, um, and I don't know why that SGO came about, because if there was no drugs, alcohol or domestic violence, perhaps it was just a mental health issue. Then I'd be wondering if the two that have been returned already—is that just because they're older? You know, is it because they're like fourteen and sixteen or something? Um, so yeah. yeah, I'd need a little bit more context on that one. But ultimately, if we can't agree, it's the matter's going back to court.
6: Okay, April. Cheers, Jess. Right. That's all I got for you at the minute.
0: Okay, thanks for that, Mark. Appreciate it. Cheers,
6: Jess. Bye.
0: Bye. Uh, Leah Marie, you are next up. Whenever you're ready, ask me your question yeah yeah hello
7: good evening um so my husband and i have been married for three years and we have a two-year-old daughter together we are at the very very start of separating um and his job basically will not allow for him to be the primary carer of our daughter he's up before she's even awake and he will not be home before she's getting ready for bed Um, So I can quite confidently say that I would be her primary carer when we move forward with this. But my concern is that he is Scottish and most of his family are in Scotland. And my soon to be ex-mother-in-law is quite a volatile individual who can fly off the handle quickly. And I am very concerned that my husband would be able to just take my daughter and go to Scotland with her for any period of time really, like even if it's just for a holiday or for an extended stay with his family. Um, But I don't feel comfortable with her staying with his family. And so I was just wondering, is there anything that I can do as we progress with this to make sure that my daughter is kind of in in the safest possible care? Because I don't wanna block her father from having access, but I'm really uncomfortable with him taking her to stay with his mother for any, any period of time, really.
0: Yeah, so without a court order in place, yes, he can, because he has parental responsibility, so he can just up and take her if he wanted to. So how you stop okay. that is by making application to the court for a prohibited steps order, OK? PSO, you do that by way of a C100, so if there's a genuine fear that he might do that, whether it be, as you say, for a long weekend or for even longer, you can apply for a, for a PSO. And what the PSO will do is it will make very clear that she's not to be removed from your care without either agreement from you or further order of the court. Okay. Now, at the same, same time as getting the PSO, you can actually get a child arrangements order so while you 're there, you may as well ask the court for a child arrangements order, and that will regulate the contact so it will it will make very clear that she lives with you and that you 've got you know a live with order um, and that she can have contact with her dad so that I think sets it all out uh, you know sort of in black and white and then of course, if you 've got ongoing concerns with regard to the child spending time with mum uh, sorry the, with the grandmother in Scotland as part of that contact order you can say that and at any time when the child is having contact with father you do not think that having contact with the paternal grandmother is in the best interest. Now that part of it will be investigated, because you know what what we're very clear about is that you can exercise your PR, your parental responsibility, and thereby, if the child is in your care, then you can introduce them to whoever you want to and have them cared for. So that bit of it, because especially because the grandmother will be investigated. Okay, does, does that make you. sense? Um, yeah.
7: Yeah, that does make sense. Thank you. So I'll, I'll look into those. And yeah. um, sorry, there's a, there's another part to my question. Just yeah. as I said, we're right at the very start of this. Yeah. Um, my partner and I, we earn very similar in terms of salaries, and we've always gone fifty fifty on everything. Yeah. Um, I'm quite, I'm well, more than quite concerned. I'm very concerned with this separation really disturbing my daughter, um, and especially her living arrangements. Um, in terms of it, you know with with my daughter staying with me the majority of the time would my partner have to contribute to her living costs i.e her house like our our house like would i be able to keep our house but he'd still have to contribute to it or would it be on me to make sure that i'm paying for our home? And it's like, would I essentially have to buy him out of that mortgage?
0: So a, a bit of both really, Leah, if I'm honest with you. Um, if you are looking to keep her in that home until she's 18, then we have what's called a measure order, which would enable you to do that. However, you've got to be able to show that you can afford to do that. If you can't afford to do that, then is it because you need some spousal maintenance, in which case he pays you a monthly amount? Or is it because actually the house is over and above what you actually need? So. There is an answer to each part of your question, but without more context, I wouldn't know which way to direct you. Does that make sense? But all of it is possible if you know what I mean. So staying there till she's Um, 18, yes, that's possible. Getting spousal maintenance, yes, that's possible as well. Um, But if you can't afford it, perhaps because it's, it's, it's more than what you need, then it might be that the court say, well, spousal maintenance isn't necessary here because that's over and above what she needs. Okay, that's lovely. Thank you All for right. your help. Okay, thanks, Leah. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, Bubbles, what's your question?
7: Hello. Um. So, I was
3: the one that asked about the SGO and the fact that it was no um domestic violence or anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, you said you needed some more information. So, basically, the children... I had four under the age of five. Yeah. Uh, it was seven years ago. So, the two that have come home... They are now 10 and nine and been back four years. And the children that still live with my mum are seven and eight. Yeah. Um, and it was done, basically, I had a mental breakdown. Two of them went with my nan and she was happy to uh, just have them temporarily and then return to me. Um, My mum wanted some kind of order. She wanted to adopt them at first and I said no. Um, so I went for a SGO which at the time I assumed it was the same as a residence order obviously after realising actually it's not that at all um, so because I've got three children living with me and two still with my mum yeah, I'm looking at taking her back to court so that I can have them to return home but I know sometimes with an SGO from my understanding you have to kind of prove you know, there's no drugs there's no drink but Obviously, it was just an agreement, so I didn't know what the chances would be on them overturning that.
0: Yeah, it, it'll be difficult, bubbles. I won't. I won't lie to you because it's gone on yeah. for such a long time. Uh, but not impossible is what I would say. So I think that, you know, the the SGO enables your mum to obviously have parental responsibility, which I'm sure has proven handy, you know, in in her efforts to help you. Um, But of course, it's something that the court will then take really seriously when you go back to say, um, you know, I I want my children back. And of course, the court's going to raise an eyebrow because your mum isn't just agreeing. Um, she's yeah. she's refusing. So they're going to be looking to the grandmother to say, well, why are you refusing? What are your concerns? Um,
3: well, one of them comes and stays. One of there's two boys with her. One of them comes and stays with me every weekend, all weekend. But she won't allow this. The youngest one to.
0: Right. Okay. So so again, the court's going to want to know why. Um, my my suggestion to you, Bubbles, would be to do it sooner rather than later. I mean, already yeah. four years is a long time because the court yeah. do sort of take seriously the, the status quo. So when there's been a routine um, involved, when the children have been doing something for a long period of time. So if you're going yeah. to make the application because you and mum just can't sort it out, I would be doing it as soon as you can, really. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck, thanks. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, Sa- Sayed, you are next on the list whenever you are ready. What's your question?
4: I can you hear me? I can, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm new to all this. Apologies. That's all right. um, Oh,
0: bless you, that's a good. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm a lone parent with two daughters. Um, my ex left me and the girls in uh, 2020. Yeah. They were age four and five, they're now seven and eight. Um, she left the country, she's not paid any maintenance, no nothing. Just basically left and um, was in contact by the phone as of when it suited her, really. She went to France and she went to Canada. Um, she's, since then, uh, about a year ago, I met someone. Never since she's found out I met somebody, she's now doing her utmost to try and end that relationship by sending voice notes, et cetera making up lies about me and all the rest of it. Um, in three years since she's been, she's seen them twice. i facilitated both of those meetings and I made them see their mum, basically. Um, I paid for their flights to France last summer for them to go and spend some time with her auntie and their mum there. they would come back from there and, and they've told me that. She's told her all the nonsense about me and lies about me. Um, she's been violent towards me in the past. Um, she was violent towards her sister last, on the last trip last summer when they were there. They've told me that. They refuse to speak with her. They refuse to see her. They don't want nothing to do with her. I make them, you know, speak to her at least once a week. And she doesn't stick to a certain time. She used to call my phone as I went and suited her. Like I'm forced to. I started blocking her. So, I like, said, "If you're going to make contact with them, it's got to be at a certain time and a certain date." My question is, sorry, quite long-winded.
3: That's okay. It's
4: they don't want to have nothing to do with her. Um, she doesn't really spend much time there. Like, she'll phone for five minutes. Don't want to talk to her how are you? We're okay. Okay, fine. Okay. And, oh, Daddy, why do you talk talk? They, they argue about talking to her. When she rings, they'll speak pleasantly because you know they're quite pleasant like that. But they're afraid of her. They don't really want to speak to her. They're scared of what she might do. She's been violent to her auntie. She's got a tendency to, to flip out and lose her mind. Um, her family washed hands of, with, of her with them as well because they said she's crazy. she rocked up at my, in the town we're living at. So the kids were there for two weeks. When they came back on the Monday, on the Wednesday, she came to the town we are living in. Trying to cause issues because she'd found out I was in a relationship and I moved it with somebody else. Um, I'm trying to find out how to protect the kids from her and how do I how to keep it in a sense. If anything happened to me, um, they won't go to her essentially because she can't go after them. She has nothing to do with them, but she tries to control them in some way. I don't make a lot of sense. I'm trying to get it as as possible. No, no, it's quite I, a lengthy...
0: Yeah, yeah. Issue. I, yeah I, and and I, I totally understand the, the issue. I think what I would be suggesting is that you make an application for a child arrangements order, because at the moment you're quite vulnerable. Um, you know, mum <clears> left, and obviously mum has parental responsibility, and without a court order in place, she could at any time, you know, take those children from you if she was minded to, and I'm not saying that she is. But I think Mm. if we have an order from the court that says quite clearly that the children live with you, that might Mm. help the kid's anxiety. Because then they might start to think, well, great, you know, we have a judge now that's agreed with dad as well, that we're definitely gonna stay here. And perhaps Mm. as part of that children's order, we could include in it some telephone contact with mum, let's say once a week, you know, for 10 minutes. Mm. And if we have that regularity in the order, it might give mum some reassurance that she's being heard because she does have a right um, to see them. The children definitely have a right to have a relationship with, with her as well. Um, but it would also give the children just some boundaries so that, OK, we definitely live with dad because they might be worrying that that position's going to change. So if it's in black and white, we definitely live with dad. That's not going to be um, you know at at stake. And we also have to make time to have a conversation with mum. And I sometimes find that when boundaries are put in place or when we've got some sort of routine and everyone knows what they're doing, then the anxieties will kind of melt away or the worries or the concerns that people have. When I say people, Mm -hmm. I mean like the children or mum and dad. They can then just melt away because everyone just follows that road map of the court order.
4: Right. The other thing is, she had sort of mentioned like she's not in the country. She's in I don't know where she's doing. In Canberra in France. She keeps moving around. Yeah. Um. She's not alluded to the fact that oh, I'm going to take the girls and I'm going to claim for benefits. Um yeah. And then try and get housing because she doesn't know where to live. She's got. She hasn't got a job. Her, her family washed hands of her because because she's so, you know she's so um up and down basically. Yeah. And I feel that she's going to try and come here, cause an issue with my relationship, which she already has done. Yeah and take the kids from me, get housing, get benefits, and then say, yeah, take them back again, I'm done with them, I've got my house, I don't need them anymore. Do you yeah.
0: know what I mean? So, so that, That's what
4: concerns me. Yeah,
0: so that child arrangements order will prevent her from just taking them from you. And you can still well, get that in place, even though she's not in the country. You can still okay. get that order, because you can serve her wherever she is in the world, and then the court hearing can take place via uh, teams. I mean, so long as we've got a you know a sensible time difference and she's in a sensible time zone, um, Canada. If you if you said Canada, I think they're about five six hours or something. So it's not you yeah. know undoable.
4: Can she just walk up and take the kids
0: from me? Strictly speaking, is she, she a, can at the moment, yeah, because she has parental responsibility and there's no court order in place to stop her from doing that. Oh, wow. So Even she, Even
4: though she's been out there lives for three years?
0: Absolutely, she can, yeah. Legally, yes, she can. There'd be no recourse if she did it, is what I'm saying to you, which is why I think it's really important that you get um, a child arrangements order because once you have yeah. that in place, she can't do that then. OK, brilliant all you're right so,
4: that's great thank you so much you're that's, welcome. That's so helpful. thank
0: you okay bye claudia you are next up what's your question
5: yeah. sorry it's me again hello um, i've done it sparked um, another question yeah um so um, my husband and i separated due to domestic violence um and so um as a result you know we wanted to get towards as quick as possible which we have done um, what I'm concerned about is that as part of that divorce order it stipulates at the end of the fixed term I have to either remortgage so that he can rehouse um or I have to um, sell the property and there'll be a, an order of sale put into place which is fine. However my affordability to buy him out of the property and remortgage alone, sorry excuse my daughter in the background, okay. is based on um, him providing my child maintenance. So if he refuses to pay child maintenance and has breached the order first. Does that mean that I will still be forced to sell even if I can't remortgage because
0: he's not paying? That's interesting. So one relies heavily on the other. He's breached, which essentially is going to cause you to breach. Um, yeah, So
5: technically, think he's breached first, but yeah. still.
0: Yeah, but, but, but I think his breach is deliberate, yours isn't. So I, okay. I I would suggest that the court probably wouldn't um, enforce an order for sale under those circumstances because you have been put at a disadvantage through no fault of your own. Do you know what I mean?
5: Okay, that's ha- really reassuring. Yeah, yeah ha- I just ha- feel like he's trying to continue the abuse but just yeah. a different way by yeah. manipulating the situation.
0: Yeah, and I think in that instance, I would be allowing him to take it back to court for the breach as opposed to you because actually you've got no incentive to go back to court unless of course you want to remedy the child maintenance issue um but remember of course the quicker the child maintenance or the periodical payments issue is remedied the clock then starts ticking again for you to be able to get a mortgage Yeah, yeah yeah of course yeah so, but no, i think I think you'd be okay in that instance, because, as I say, he has deliberately um, placed you in in a position to be disadvantaged, hasn't he, because you can't do it now, you can't ab- abide by the order
5: yeah, okay that's that's what I thought, but I just wasn't sure
0: Because
5: yeah. he keeps telling me that that's not the case, and he's like, you know i'll I'll have to be out of the house, but I am paying for it still every month he isn't, so
0: yeah, yeah, good, okay okay perfect thank you you're welcome i won't be homeless then so that's all i want to <laughs> thanks claudia <laughs> bye-bye thank you bye um anyway that's us it's five past seven i suddenly realized apologies to everybody still with their hand up missy you've got your hand up Text me, Missy, um, because I'm going to wrap it up now. Um, and I genuinely didn't see you in there. But send me a text. You, you have my number. Um, thanks again, guys, for listening, for watching, for taking part. Thanks to all of my moderators on TikTok. I see you all there. Big thanks to Captain for jumping in on Facebook. I really do appreciate that. Um, back here tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Thanks again. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.